Hi everyone, it's Peter Bassler with ESEC Lending, back here for another episode of our ESEC Lending Insights podcast. I am joined by my colleague, Brooke Gilman, who always joins me. And I'm also joined by a special guest that we have, Nathan Worthington from ISS, which has 30 years of experience as a governance data provider. So they're doing a lot in proxy voting. So a couple comments. I mean, when I first got into this industry, which is way long ago, I'm not going to give you the date, but I was astonished by the fact that you lose the right to vote your proxy if the security is on loan. You keep your dividend through a substitute payment. So the only real economic thing you lose is the proxy vote. So that poses a challenge for people. Do I leave the security on loan and make money or do I pull it back and vote the proxy? And so we have seen clients pursue a lot of different policies as it relates to this. Some people recall for all proxies, which clearly can be disruptive to earnings. Others will do it opportunistically. Others will give a list of, of names they want to recall. So it's a real issue and something that gets customized at the client level. So ESG is obviously hot right now, but we at ESEC decided to partner with ISS and create a product back in 2014 was the first client that used it, where we use ISS data and pair it with economic data on the securities lending side to help clients make a good decision on whether to recall or not to recall. So I think our proxy value product is pretty unique in the marketplace. So anyway, I just want to turn it over to our expert, Nathan, who is here, and we're really excited to have him and have an expert on the line. And so maybe Nathan can give everyone a little bit of color on this global share recall product, as it's called, that powers our proxy value product. So Nathan, I'll let you introduce yourself and then take it from here. Thanks, Peter, and thanks for having me on today. I think it'll be a great discussion. My role here at ISS is I manage the client success organization for our governance research and voting business for the West, which is the West half of North America, South America, Australia, New Zealand. I've been doing this at ISS for about 11 years, and prior to coming to ISS, I was with an ISS client in a trading role that had a number of different things that we were responsible for, but we were managing the oversight of the proxy voting and securities lending program which I think has really helped highlight some of the issues that you were just mentioning, Peter, in that vote goes with the lend, and we were trying to figure out how that worked. I think the ISS framework for it is really special, so I wanted to give you a quick introduction of a couple of things. First, I think there's sort of two issues at play here. First of all, in most global markets, but specifically in the U.S., you don't know when the record date will be until after the record date's passed. So you sort of have two components here. You've got to make a prediction of when an upcoming record date might be. And that prediction has got to be based on a number of different factors and historical information and, and information we know about the companies. ISS is in a very unique position to know since you know we cover about 44,000 meetings annually across 100 15 markets. So it really gives us expertise in that first step of knowing when we can expect that record date to be and give you a confidence level of how well we think that prediction is going to play out. And then that second part, which I think is the part with it that most people are focused on today is the materiality of the vote. What is going to be available for you to vote on? Is there going to be a shareholder proposal that you feel strongly about or maybe compensation related items? Or is the company itself uh, subject to certain types of ESG concerns? Like, do they have bad shareholder rights? Are they a company that has serious compensation practices that are problematic? Or, you know, is their board of directors comprised of folks that are not independent or they lack board diversity? All those types of things, I think, help investors understand. And so the data allows for institutional investors to make a strong determination 
of the value of the vote versus the economic value of leaving the stock out on the loan. It really is a special product in the market. Great. And Nathan, have you seen a lot more inquiry from your guys' perspective on this global share recall product? I mean, I know we use it for what we call proxy value, but are you seeing more of it from other agent lenders or direct lenders or beneficial owners coming to ISS inquiring about this product? Absolutely, because the use cases have expanded. You would have scenarios, like you said, where you just want to recall everything. So, you know, a basic file that has just those record dates would be really helpful for those types of use cases. And then the use case where perhaps you're filing shareholder proposals, you'd want to have that list of the companies that you're engaged with and want to make sure that you have all your shares back in time for the vote. You'd want to have something that provides more details on the companies and the types of shareholder proposals that are expected on those. And then for ESG responsible and investment focused funds or investors, they're looking for more of that deep dive granularity into the ESG aspects of the company. So yeah, we've seen a lot more expanded use cases. We've seen a lot more institutions going back into securities lending and they want to have a smart product or program around their lending program. So I think that the Global Share Recall product and your product have been probably much more in the spotlight for those types of investors in the past three or four years. And Brooke, let me ask you a practical question. So we've got the data coming in from ISS that are going to give us, you know, record dates, materiality. And then when we make the determination, either the client makes it or we have some standing instructions when to make the call decision to recall. How are we doing that? Because obviously there's a two-day settlement cycle, but we want to make sure it gets in the box so they can actually vote the share. So how are we thinking about recall timeframes? Sure. Absolutely, Peter. So let me address it both what we did prior to adopting the ISS data and what we now are doing, because I think it's important to understand how the history has evolved. So prior to starting to work actively with ISS and the data that they can provide six or more years ago, what we would do is we would base the actual recall instruction off of historical meeting dates that the client themselves was tracking. And so it was a significant amount of time and resource in the client's corporate governance group to track historical meetings. And then what we needed to do was we needed to use historical meeting dates and buffer that information by quite a wide margin to allow for sort of potential changes and movements in, in, in company meeting dates in order to make sure that we had a wide enough period where we were implementing a recall to allow for securities to come back into custody, but then also to protect against a varied meeting date, not having a better line of sight to when that might actually occur. And so what it meant was, is we had a much bigger period of time where there was an opportunity gap on securities lending revenue in order to affect that vote for the client and beneficial owner. With the use of the ISS data, what it allowed us to start doing is to refine that time period with more solid information, a little bit more of the scientific view that ISS probably takes to identify what the likely meeting dates are. And that then allows us to put in a much more reasonable period of time to allow for securities to come back. And so we look at that data feed on a regular basis. We're getting that data feed on a daily basis coming in from ISS. And that's then reviewed, I think, on a weekly basis to set the list of what securities need to be recalled and when. We have a buffer period on that meeting date so that we're recalling more than just the standard settlement cycle 
for a particular market, we're recalling with additional days in advance so that you can protect against certain securities that might sometimes take longer than the standard settlement cycle to be returned so that the securities are waiting in custody to be able to vote on record date. But each client manages it differently in terms of the decision-making that they take on their voting policies. Some clients, as we've noted a few times, do direct us to recall all securities in a particular market or potentially across multiple markets, regardless of what the vote might be. And other clients will take a much more granular approach, either focused on securities that they have a greater sensitivity to in terms of what their oversight is on that company and risks or concerns they might have with that company and the company's practices, or they might engage in a more detailed analysis using our proxy value product with the ISS data to allow them to look more at a granular level on an individual meeting basis and to understand the materiality of the meeting, what the vote is about, what's in regards to, and then also pairing it off against what you know their opportunity cost might be on the lending income side um, and make a decision there. So each client is different in terms of the level of involvement they want to have on the process and whether they might have a broad policy across their portfolios or whether they're going to look at it on a more granular basis. But the nice thing is, is that today we now have the information in hand to be able to allow clients to make those decisions and to act differently if they feel appropriate. So it's very helpful. Thank you. And Nathan, I know we talked about you've got upcoming record dates, you've got materiality. Are there any other fields or interesting information that investors or agents can get today or that you might be thinking about in the future in addition to those two fields? That's a very good question. And it kind of goes back to something Brooke was mentioning in how you know you might have to track this based on previous AGMs. But some of the most value in the vote is going to be in those unusual situations. You know, let's say there's an M&A transaction at a special meeting. If you're just tracking based on the AGM, you might miss that upcoming meeting where it is going to have an economic impact in your investment or a much larger economic impact in your investment than the AGM might. Or in a situation like a proxy contest where there's a dissident pushing the company to make a change, trying to get board seats, that might change the record date and the meeting might get delayed, for example. So within our data set, not only are we tracking these and you have those naturally, those special meetings and M&A type scenarios, they'll all show up in the file that you get. But you also have a field in the data set that will let you know if there's an M&A transaction expected or a proxy contest. And this is because ISS is a proxy research provider. We're tracking all of those things. We're working with the companies on the proxy contest. We're tracking upcoming M&A. So we have all the expected meeting dates that no investor would be able to put the time and resources on their own to create the pipeline and track it all that way. And so that's a real big value add. And I think the other thing that we're hearing more and more is building in those ESG type data points, like you had indicated before. So when our clients are asking us to build policies around board diversity or climate change or whatever it might be, you'd be able to see if there is a shareholder proposal expected on those meetings and the expected content of those shareholder proposals. Is it a proposal to ask the, for additional diversity on the board? Is it a proposal to ask for a report on climate change? So, you know, while you don't have a lot of opportunities to vote on those things, you know, this would highlight those areas in the data set and you'd be able to potentially recall based on those specific factors. And I think there's other things that we're considering. You know, clients have asked for an awful lot of ESG-related information like controversies, climate-related controversies or 
workplace related controversies and things like that. So we're always listening to our clients and, and are looking to potentially refine the product and uh, incorporate more of that ESG data that we're already collecting and make it available in this process. And I think to some extent, and Peter, this might be a question to, to turn back on you, but we do get questions a lot from clients on how successful they are in their lending program. And so I don't know if maybe that's an opportunity for you to talk about that for clients to really give them full life cycle of we have a program in place and you guys are doing a great job for us and they can see how they're making the right decisions. Yeah, great. Well, I think success for a lending program is defined in a lot of different ways. We often think about it as just revenue generation, but I'll tell you in every single conversation I have with people today, ESG comes up. And they're not sure exactly how ESG translates into a lending program, but proxy voting is definitely the majority of their thinking. So I think this product is great. I think some of the innovation around new fields is excellent. I mean, I like to think about the fact that being able to look at data on the proxy side, data on the revenue side, really lets you balance those two priorities. So if something is trading at 500 basis points and they're changing corporate address, you know, might as well leave it on loan right? But if it's trading at 25 basis points in the M&A deal, that's a clear opportunity to recall and not really hurt your revenue. So I think the ability to be dynamic now in ESG and in your securities lending program is huge. So we love the ISS data. We think our product is excellent. And I think it's right in the frame as far as what people are focused on today. I think it's a great partnership in that respect. You have full transparency across those items. So it's a great partnership from our perspective too. Yeah, absolutely. I also think it's and some of the things Nathan has been talking about that they've developed more recently in terms of the added data fields and filtering of specific areas of concern, whether it be around diversity or other climate related factors. It's going to allow people to evolve as many beneficial owners are looking at securities lending and ESG and how those two are compatible and what sort of policy changes might be needed in order to continue that compatibility. It's going to allow people to refine the way that they approach their voting in a much more granular level. And I think that's only going to allow better efficiencies and optimization too, because as we've noted now multiple times, we sort of reference that if it's not a vote that is material to your concerns or what your organization might be focused on, to recall unnecessarily diminishes revenue, but to be able to focus in and know that it's not just sort of the specific companies and securities that you're focused on, but it's also these issues across all companies. So if it is, you know, again, a board diversity topic or climate concern, to be able to have data at that sort of level, I think will be really powerful tool long term. So to go from where we were, say, more than six years ago to where we were just sort of relying upon people doing their own work on past annual general meetings to now having that much more level of refinement to not just knowing when the important meetings are and what the dates are and when we need to take action, but to also know various levels of information around what those actions pertain to, I think is hugely valuable to beneficial owners that are engaged in securities lending, but that also are just as active in their corporate governance concerns. And really a lot of times, you know, securities lending matters to beneficial owners, but the headline risk of corporate events oftentimes will matter much more so. So, so this is a very helpful tool, I think. I think that's a perfect point. And if folks are thinking about doing it this year, this is the right time to do it. With the effects of the pandemic last year and it changing the cycle of AGMs, it's going to make it ever so harder next year to figure out when those meetings are going to happen, when those record dates, if you're trying to do it on your own. So 
using the ISS tool, we're making sure that all these changes that came into this previous proxy season due to the pandemic and companies really last minute in March having to make major changes to when their meetings were going to happen and how, how they were going to allow investors to participate, that's going to potentially affect 2021 proxy season. So for folks that really think that this is a, an area that they want to take a closer look at, this year is a perfect year to get something in place because, you know, you'll be set for what is likely to be another very interesting proxy season in 2021. Great. That's a great final comment. I think we're probably getting close to time here. I think one of the things, I mean, ESG proxy voting, they're very big topics and they're very big topics in securities lending. And we appreciate the fact that the ISS data equips us as an agent for our clients to help them make better decisions in this area. Because we do know corporate governance policies are critical to institutional investors. And as securities lending agents, we need to make sure we are abiding by our clients' policies and corporate governance. So with that, I hope you found this helpful. I'm going to thank Nathan from ISS for being with us today. It's always great to hear the experts. And Brooke is always my partner in crime here. Thank you. And tune in next time for another ESEC Lending Insights podcast. Thanks, everybody. Yeah, thank you, Nathan. Thanks, Brooke.